Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Welcome, Reverend, to the pulpit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church today? We are not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. In fact, uh, was it a, I was going to, um, on Friday, I was driving and I saw a number plate. At a point, I was trying to get close to the guy so I can take a picture of the number plate. You understand? Because the number plate was quite interesting. So when they signed this one, then I remember that, that that's why I remember that my number plate. That was on Friday. The guy was driving ahead of me. And I wanted to take a picture. But somehow, when he got there, she went there, so I couldn't. Do you know why, what, what the number plate was? I mean, the number plate, the number plate, the number, official number plate at the back was atheist. I said this one, I wanted to get close so I can take a picture. Atheist, his number plate reads atheist. And he's driving through town with the number plate atheist. And he's not ashamed. He is not ashamed to drive with the number plate that reads atheist. And we are, how can you be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? I said, how can you be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? For it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. I say it is the power of God unto salvation. If I when I saw the guy's number plate, I was thinking in my head, maybe I should go to the DMV and change my number plate to born again. <laughs> you, can, you can, you can. So I know I'll drive my number plate to read born again. That's it. Because if somebody can drive in town mm-hmm. with a number plate that reads atheist, born again. then I should get a number plate that reads born, born again. again. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I say I'm not ashamed of the gospel. We are not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. We are very excited to be in church today. And um, I want to, uh, today we have a special guest who's going to minister to us powerfully. 
and the Bible says, you know, um, Jesus said, if you don't believe me, believe me. Jesus one time told the Pharisees, if you don't believe me, believe me for my work six. My very work six. Hallelujah. Amen. So before I introduce that, just, just, so I, I would just like to want us to see his works. Wow. For his very work sake. Hallelujah. So let's, let's see. saying this because you know oh more wow you have more pictures okay listen bishop sent him to a land bare and barren without a single soul as a missionary see missionaries say people have gone some have gone they've died some have gone they they returned some have gone they, they disappeared. So many things happens. <laughs> Do you understand? And by the grace of God, as a son of Bishop Dag, he had prevailed in the land. Yeah. I hear me. And out of nothing, he has built a cathedral. Yeah. Out of nothing. It's not, it's not that there was a church, a church there that he went to inherit. I hear me. Out of nothing, he had built a cathedral. Hallelujah. Amen. Which goes to demonstrate the anointing upon his life. Hallelujah. Amen. And he has been a very good son of our father. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said, the works that my father do, the same works I do. As Bishop Dag is building, he has also built Hallelujah. You know, see, I want you to see a picture. You will go to a place, there's nothing there, and you will bring something out of it. Mm. See, that is different yes. from going to take over. Right. Are you hearing me? Yes. So I'm very excited to have this heavily anointed man of God in our midst. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. All the way. Look, I mean, it was zero. Nothing. You see, I'm not talking about those bare land. Nero, zero, nada. And out of the, out of something, nothing, he has put up a structure. Built a thriving church. I hope we can have more of the current pictures of the church. These are some of the old ones. They are even more modern ones. Hallelujah. Yeah. He has survived in the land. Amen. Amen. And I'm very happy to have him here today in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today, QFC Apache. We are very privileged. And he came with some people, he introduced them himself. But at least he came with his beautiful wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Q 
seriously Apache. We are very excited today to have a man that has been an obedient son of the father. He used to live in England with this guy. <laughs> and he has gone to Jamaica as a missionary, survived there, built a cathedral, a thriving church that is saving many. So all the way from Portmore, that's what it is, Portmore, right? All the way from Portmore, Jamaica. Yeah, man. Let us welcome Bishop David Chedu. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, church, I can't feel you at all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's coming up. It's coming up. We can do better. Praise the Lord. Let's bow down our heads as we say a word of prayer. Holy Spirit, we worship and adore you. We thank you so much for this opportunity to be here, to be fellowshipping together in your presence. We ask, O oh God, that let your will be done this morning. We pray for your power. We pray for your presence. We pray for miracles. We pray for healings, deliverance, Lord. May none leave you the same. We plead the blood of Jesus over every single person here. And we bind devils. We cast out devils out of our midst. For Jesus said that these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. We thank you for your power. And thank you for being here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Clap your hands together if you can. You may please take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Can you give me a little volume, please? All right. Well, it's really an honor to be here in the QFC and um, preaching in Reverend Noche's church. I know him as Reverend Noche, but I know you know him as Reverend Ose. Hallelujah. It's really a great honor to be preaching in his church. And uh, I, I feel that you are very, very blessed to have one of the anointed men of God in the whole of the UD and uh, I know we've heard of many 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 pastors in the UD and all that but the person that qualifies to be called the friend of our father Bishop Dag is your pastor amen just like David had a lot of other friends like um uh, Adodo and all the others that are mentioned in the Bible. You know, 
your pastor is the friend of our prophet, the friend of our father, and uh, I believe that he carries a very special anointing upon his life. Clap your hands together for this great man of God. Amen. We heard his name a long time ago when we joined the church. Every day, Bishop will say, um, Reverend Nosh, Reverend Nosh, Reverend Nosh. So we always wonder, ah, who is this Reverend Nosh? <laughs> Hallelujah. But we are glad to be here today. And uh, like Reverend Nosh said, I came with my beautiful wife, Lady Pastor Adeline. Come and say hello to the church very quickly. Hallelujah. She also happens to be the pastor of our church in Kingston. Amen. So very quickly. Can you, the sound is a bit funny, so. Praise the Lord. I wanted to chat Patois, but I don't think you understand, so I'll speak English. <laughs> Wagwan, everyone. <laughs> anyway, we bring you greetings from Jamaica, um, from Portmore, Apache, where Bishop David is, and I pastor in a branch in Kingston, one of our branches in Kingston. We are happy to be here. I accompany my husband here just to come and see, you know, what's going on here. And we can see that, I mean, it's the same family we belong to. So we already feel at home here. Thank you so much for having us here. And I believe that we are going to be blessed before we leave here. We salute you, Reverend. God bless you. Hallelujah. Clap your hands together for her. Amen. And, um, I also came with um, some of my members. Um, what is happening is that I've been transferred from the, um, the cathedral. I'm now in the university, and I have my pastor in the university and the elders also here. So that is um, Lady Pastor Crystal and Elder Shanae. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, one of our old members happens also to be in your church. But Orion, hallelujah. God bless you all. Amen. Pastor Patrick, it's nice to see you. Amen. And I also brought my friend. <laughs> my old friend since before we got born again. Yes. Pastor Eddie, so it's a blessing. We are just here to fellowship a little with him. And um, we are very honored to be invited to be preaching to wonderful people like yourselves. Hallelujah. I also want to say a very big thank you for your great supports that you've been supporting our father's crusades god richly bless you for all the support that have been supporting bishop on his crusades amen i believe that you are going to reap a great reward one day in jesus name shout amen, amen. great so what can we say as we are in reverend Nosh's church <laughs> well i want to share um just a few things with you and um i want us to turn our bibles to John chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 1, John 14, verse 1, it says that, let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God, believe also in me, verse 2, in my father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Amen. 
Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Let's read the scriptures and then we talk and then we end. Um, what time are we closing? What's the watch? What's the watch? I can't see a thing. 12 to 1. All right. Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. It says that if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Amen. Amen. Well, the title of my short message for you this morning is 10 Secrets of Heaven that you shouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm the one who talks to you about 10 secrets. I can give you about 20, but I want to, maybe I'll give you about three or four because we don't have much time. So secrets of heaven. Secrets of heaven. Bible says that Jesus said in John 14 that he's going to prepare a place for us and where he is, there we are also going to be. Which tells us that one day we are all going to go to heaven one day. May you be in heaven in Jesus' name. May you never miss heaven in the name of Jesus. And then Colossians tells us, Paul tells us in Colossians that we should set our affections on things above and not on things on this earth. So, I'm here to just try to lift up your vision or your eyes to a little bit to heaven because in my life, one of the things that I've realized is that heaven is one of the things that we know very little about. Oh, yes. You know, if you look at the United States of America, almost everybody in the world wants to come to this country. You have no idea. You are very, very fortunate to be sitting where you are. If you come to the country that I am in now, every morning there are queues. I mean, when you go to church and you are pro pro uh, pronouncing blessings on people, one of the blessings is visa. I don't know whether it, 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 you, you are aware of that. Yes, it, it's, it's a miracle to have a visa to America. So you have received a great, visa, a great miracle already and you are really blessed to be here. That is if you are from somewhere or if you are, if you are here, if you are from here, you are really a blessed person. And I want you to know that many people would like to be where you are. So don't worry about a lot of things. Be happy. Oh, yes. Don't be worried. Don't be thinking about a lot of things. There are thousands and thousands of people that would like to be where you are. Yeah, they will give up everything. People even like to cut off their hand to be where you are. Oh, yes. Why is this so? It is so because a lot has been said about America. We've all heard about American dreams. We've all seen um, pictures, TV uh, movies about America, about New York, about Los Angeles. Everybody's dreaming. Why? Because of the things that we have heard 
so much about about this great country unfortunately a place that we are so sure that we are going to go that we are supposed to be thinking of going many people hardly know a, a more i mean hardly know even a little about it and because we don't talk much about it many people don't even desire to go to heaven people are not so anxious to go to heaven People rather would like to live here and live here for a long time instead of trying to get a visa to heaven. But if we talk more about heaven, a lot more people would like to go to heaven. Because I believe that heaven is far nicer than any place on this earth. So I'm here to try. I'm also trying to get to know about heaven. Because when I became a Christian, or before I became a Christian, one of the things that I heard about heaven was that you know, we'll be singing praise and worship the whole of our, our years. And I said, this is very boring. If that is what we are going to do all our years, then I prefer to live here. But as I started reading the Bible and listening to other people's stories, I realized that there is more to heaven than what we know. There is more to heaven. And if you begin to know about what is in heaven, you would desire to go to heaven today. Oh, yes. And many people like to, to get a visa to heaven. So let's go into the Bible. I may not read a lot of scriptures, but um, because you don't have much time. So I want to give you, like I said, a few secrets of heaven. The first secret that I want to say to you about heaven is where is heaven? Where is heaven? The Bible tells us that heaven is above. Heaven is up there somewhere. That is the location of heaven. And it is believed that heaven is both a spiritual place and a physical place. That you can go there bodily like that. You can go there. So if you look in the Bible, the Bible gives us glimpses of where heaven is. If you look in the, in the Bible, there are people that have physically gone to heaven. One of them is Enoch. Bible says that Enoch did not die. He was translated into heaven. Another person is Elijah. Elijah didn't die. He was taken by a whirlwind into heaven. Recently, I mean, not recently, I, had a, I read a book about um, a man called Jesse Duplantis. I'm sure many of you know him. Yeah, he speaks about how he went to heaven bodily, that he was in his room. Um, actually, he was going to preach somewhere. And, um, you know, as he was going, he felt a certain kind of, you know, um, you know, he felt very uncomfortable that he needed to go back into his hotel room to go and pray. So he told his host that, please, I need to go back. He said when he got into his room, something literally came to sack him and took him to heaven. And he was in heaven for, I think, a few hours. And he came back. They brought him back. He said when he went back to the church and he started preaching, his face was shining. Everybody that saw him fell down under the anointing. May you be taken to heaven one day in Jesus' name. So Bible tells us that heaven is above. So where exactly is heaven? You see, if you look in the Bible, Jesus ascended into heaven. And if you look at um, the wisest man that we know in the Bible, that's Solomon. He keeps on talking about things under the sun. Things under the sun. Things under the sun. So we believe that the location of heaven is above the sun. That if you're able to cross beyond the sun, you can get there. So I don't know whether you like to try it. <laughs> yeah. And many people, that, many people that have been to heaven, one of the things that they say is that when they were going to heaven, they saw a bright light. I don't know whether you heard of that story before. 
they often said, oh, we saw a very bright light, which many people believe that they passed by such a planet called the sun. So under the sun is earth, and above the sun somewhere, we are sure that heaven is there. And it's a physical place that you can go there one day. Amen. Amen. Let me read a few scriptures so that you can agree with me. If you look in the book of um, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 13, he says that, I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning the things that are done under heaven. Look at it. It says, under heaven. This sore travail had God given to the sons of men to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. And behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirits. Amen. Yeah. So you see, under heaven and under the sun. So that is, the Lord is trying to give us a little glimpse of where it is. Amen. Let's go on. The next secret that I want to give to you is, is that earth is patterned after heaven. The earth is patterned after heaven. And heaven is the perfect version of earth. Which means that everything that is on earth is in heaven. Everything that is on earth is in heaven. Heaven is not just a, a space that is there, but earth is just a pattern of heaven. That is why, if you look in the Bible, the Bible says that when um, Moses was being told to, you know, um, build the tabernacle, they told him to build it after the fashion of what he saw in heaven. So in earth, as there are trees here, in heaven there are trees. In earth, as on this earth, as there are mountains, in heaven there are mountains. Everything that is here on this earth is right there in heaven. So you will not miss anything on this earth when you go to heaven. The, 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 the better version, the original version of this thought we are seeing here is right there, up there in heaven. That is why we need to go to heaven. The next secret that I want you to know is that everything in heaven is alive. Everything in heaven is alive. There is nothing like an object that is in heaven. Everything is alive. Why? Because where Jesus is, there is life. There is no, nothing like an object that is just there, like, you know, just something that is inanimate that is there. Everything in heaven is alive because that is the seat of Jesus Christ. John 1 says that in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Oh, yes. Where he is, when you have a lot of Jesus Christ, you cannot die. Bible says that Enoch walked with the Lord so much so that he could not die. He had to be translated into heaven. So where Jesus is, there is nothing like an object. Everything there is alive. The stones are alive. The trees are alive. They can talk. They can move. Oh yes, everything. The, the houses, the buildings are alive. Everything there is alive. There is nothing like an object there. That is why Jesus said to the Pharisees that if you tell these people to keep quiet, the stones will stand up, they will cry out and worship me. Because the stones are alive. The stones are alive. Why do you think that Jesus looked at the tree and cursed the tree? The Bible says that, and the tree heard him. Oh yes, all these things are alive. Why are they quiet today? They are quiet as a result of the fall of man. As man fell, 
many of the things begin to shut up. But Bible says in Romans 8, they are all waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Oh yeah, Bible says that the creation travaileth in pain. So all, many of the things around us are alive. And they are all tra- they want to speak, but they cannot speak. They, oh yeah, but the day, the, man, the day that we will be transformed in our godly body, you will see that everything begins to come back to life again. Romans chapter 8. Let's read our scripture. Romans chapter 8. Verse 19. It says that for the endless expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity. Not willingly. Many of these things are all, that are all around that are quiet. They didn't become quiet willingly. But by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation travailed, groaned and travailed in pain together until now. They are travailing. They want to speak. That is why, listen, this is a secret. If you speak to things, they will hear you. If you speak to your problems, they will hear you. Oh, yeah. If you speak to your church, that be filled. All these things, they will hear you and start coming up. Yes. Amen. So don't think you are mad when you start speaking to objects. They can hear. They can hear. Jesus spoke to the sea, that peace be still. And he heard Jesus and he became still. They can hear. Prophet Kaka went to heaven. He said, when he got to heaven, he entered the building, one of his church members' building, and said, everything is alive. The chairs are alive. When you sit on the chairs, the chairs just adjust themselves to make you comfortable the way you want to be. Yes. Amen. Which takes us to the next secret. The next secret is in heaven, there's no technology. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is there no technology? Because technology is what is trying to bring what is in heaven down to this earth. So it's, it's trying to give life to inanimate objects. That's why today we have remote controls of doors. We have um, iPads, tablets that we can write on. We have um, automation of things. You can speak to cars and all that. But all these things are in heaven. Everything here that is on this earth is in heaven. There are cars in heaven. Oh, yeah. And the cars are alive. They are not just ordinary objects that are moving around. No. But you see, technology tries to make the car alive. So technology is what is trying to bring what is in heaven down to this earth. That is what technology is. Yes. That's why today we have remote control doors. But in the Bible, there's a remote control door. Far, far before remote control doors were even thought about. The Bible says that when Peter was in jail and the angel came for him, when they read the gate, the gate opened by itself. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah, so in heaven, you don't need technology. Technology is just trying to bring heaven down to this earth. Oh, yes. That's what it's trying to do. But 
Everything there is alive. Archbishop Duncan Williams, he speaks of a, a time when he went to heaven. He said when he got there, they told him that he was going to see one of his spiritual fathers. I think he was called, um, not your husband, Agbozo. Elder Agbozo. He said when he was there, the man came to him in a white Range Rover. Oh, yes. And the, he said, oh, yeah, you can listen to his stories. So he said, the man was shocked. I mean, he, uh, Archbishop was surprised. That how can there be cars here? You see, in the Bible, the Bible talks about all these things. The Bible refers to all these things as living creatures. Yeah. If you look in Ezekiel, all these objects that cars and all those things, they refer to them in Ezekiel as living creatures. That they have wheels, they have this. They are all there in Ezekiel. I don't have much time, so I can't go into all the scriptures, but I can give all the verses to you. So he said, when the man, when he saw this his spiritual father, his spiritual father said to him, but you are very surprised, right? He said, yeah. He said, I never thought that there was cast in heaven. And he said, go and read your Bible. Why do you think God made streets of gold? Why were streets made? Streets were not made for us to just walk on them. There are vehicles there that walk. And the vehicles are alive. Hallelujah. May you make it to heaven in Jesus' name. Well, I said, may you make it to heaven in the name of Jesus. Yes. Heaven is not a boring place at all. No, 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 no. It's not a boring place at all. There is more to heaven than you can even imagine. There's more. There's more. There's more. The next secret of heaven is that in heaven, there's no old person there. Everybody in heaven is young. So those of us who have gray hairs and you have the wrinkles that you are worried about, don't worry about the things that this is this is just an earthly thing. In heaven, all your wrinkles shall disappear. The Bible says that we shall be like him. We shall be like Jesus Christ when we appear in heaven. And Jesus Christ was around 33 years old. He was a very young man. In heaven, there's no old person there. Oh yes. We describe the father as an old man with a beard. But what you should know is that old age is as a result of the curse. Growing old is as a result of the curse of man. But if you look in Revelation 21, it says that in heaven there shall be no curse. So you will not grow old. That is why Adam was not made as a baby. He was made as a, a big man. He was not supposed to grow old. He was not supposed to grow younger. He was supposed to be as he is. Because that is how we are in heaven. So don't worry about your old wrinkles and all that. You'll be a young man. Amen. Prophet Kakras, I think, yeah, Prophet Kakras said he had a vision when his, his, um, his father died. And his father was, I think, 80-something years when he died. But he said on that day, I think either him or Pastor Payne had that vision. He was there and a certain young man came to him. And he said the young man, he, 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 it felt like he knows this young man somewhere. But he could not place where he knows the person. And this young man spoke, um, spoke to him about a lot of things and said to him that as you go to work, this is, and this is going to happen. He was talking about um, Pastor Payne. And he said that after that, when the young man went away, he realized that, ah, this is his father that he saw. And he remembered his old pictures. He said all the things that the man said about, his, about him when he went to work, it all happened. Yes. Oh, yes. So don't worry about old age. It's as a result of the curse. Your wrinkles, all those things will disappear. You are going to receive new ones, fresh, 
Yes, in the name of Jesus. That is why some of us we should try to go to heaven quickly. You should desire that. Listen, I want to go to heaven now. I want to go to heaven. You should look forward to go to heaven. Yes, you should look forward to go to heaven. Set your affections on things like that. Not on things on this earth. You should desire to go to heaven. That is why I'm a missionary by the grace of God. When I started listening to listening to things about heaven and how missionaries were closest to the throne of Jesus Christ, I said, wow, I don't want to be an ordinary person in heaven. I want to be a great person in heaven. Oh, yeah. I want to be close to Jesus Christ. I want to be close to Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you want more secrets? Are you sure? How many secrets do you have? Five. The next secret about heaven is that in heaven, there's a place called outer darkness. I can give you all the scriptures there. There's a place called outer darkness in heaven. When you read the Bible, in Matthew, Are you there? Matthew chapter 8, verse 12. It says that, But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 22, verse 12. Matthew 22 verse 12 He says that And he said unto him Friend How comest thou In hither not having a wedding garment And he was speechless And he said to the king Then said the king to the servant Bind him hand and foot And take him away And cast him into outer darkness There shall be weeping And gnashing of teeth Matthew 25 verse 13 and cast him the unpenetrable servant into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. You see, if you read the scripture, one thing that is very common about this scripture is that God is not talking about unbelievers. First, he spoke about his servants. That's one. Then, if you, the first one talks about how he said that the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness. Yes, he was talking about um, the centurion, how he was going to sit with Abraham and Isaac and Cope in the New Jerusalem. Listen to me. When you read the scripture, many times, I mean, when we were were young, or no, when, when we read the scripture, when we hear of outer darkness, the first thing we think about is hell, hell, hell. But it is not true. Many people, if you read many of these accounts, they can tell you that there's a place literally in heaven that is referred to as outer darkness. Recently, Bishop preached a message, I think, in um, is it, um, Switzerland, the camp. He, he spoke about it. You can go and listen to it. Listen, this is a place in heaven where many Christians are going to be cast into. It's not a, a bad place. It is not a, it's not a, a painful place. It's a place that is far better than heaven, I'm sorry, earth. It is part of heaven. Do you see? But what you should know is that in heaven, there are two places in heaven. There's a place in heaven called the New Jerusalem, which is like the capital city 
of heaven. And it is only Christians that have traveled, they have suffered, they have overcome, they have lived their life as an example. And for Christ, that will live in that city. Oh yeah. So when you become a Christian, it's not just become a Christian and that is it. You must strive to enter into that Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. You must strive to enter into the place. Oh yes. Because if you, if you look at Revelation chapter 21, it describes what the new Jerusalem is. It says that there are walls. Walls with gates. That's 12 gates. Why would you build walls around the city in heaven? Is there thieves? Are there thieves in heaven? Why would, and the, the 12 gates, the Bible says that they, they are named after the 12 tribes of um, Israel. And there are angels that guard those gates in heaven. Why? It's a, he's preventing certain people from having free access into that place. Yes. So it's not everybody that enters into that city. It's not everybody. There are some people, those who have lived their lives, suffered for him. Yeah, they will enter there. So as you become a Christian, you need to strive to overcome. If you look in Revelation, Jesus kept on saying, they that overcome, they shall have this dinner with me. Those that overcome, they shall wear this robe. It is those that overcome that will enter into that city. Pastor Kakram, Bishop Kakram, he had a, a vision again. And when he went to heaven, he said he went to one of his church members' house in heaven. He said the place was beautiful. Beautiful place. And this girl, you know, she was actually like the children's teacher in the church. Many people didn't regard him, regard her, but that was what she was. But in heaven, she had a great big mansion that she was there. She was very happy. Prophet Kaka said she was taking him around, you know, showing him all the things around. He said, as they were there, an angel was with them. And suddenly, he says, one, one of the things that he said was that in heaven, everybody wore a certain kind of glowing robe where he was. He said as they were there, are you here? Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Okay. As, as he was there, suddenly a certain gentleman came to this lady's house. I think the lady was called Jackie. Jackie's house. And then this gentleman was wearing normal clothes. So Pavikaka said he became more concerned that ah, how can this gentleman be wearing normal clothes? And then the angel said to him that this gentleman is not from the city. He's from the outskirts of the city where it, the Bible describes as the outer darkness. So Pavikaka said, no, I can't accept this. This is not true. And the angel said to him that go and read your Bible. Every time the outer darkness is mentioned, is mentioned referring to children of God, either a friend of God, children of God, or servants of God. It's mentioned about four times in the Bible. It's all there. It's not referring to unbelievers. And the next thing was that the guy was crying. He was weeping. So he said, how come in heaven, I thought that in heaven there is no weeping. He said, no, 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 no. He said, in the new Jerusalem, there shall be no weeping and gnashing. That's what he said. But they are weeping and gnashing in heaven. And said the guy is weeping because he did not make it into the new Jerusalem. And every time he comes to the new Jerusalem, he weeps and gnashes his teeth. Because he could see what he could have inherited in heaven. But he didn't get anything. 
when you come to a church like this and you have been encouraged serve the lord work for god that is your ticket into the new jerusalem yes. your works what you have done for the lord that is your ticket to the new Jerusalem. where are your fruits that's your ticket to the new jerusalem so people will enter into heaven and they will weep and gnash their teeth they will, oh yeah you will see what you were supposed to receive and you didn't receive it one day william booth william booth is the founder of salvation army he said one day he had a vision one of the visions that changed his life he said as he was there one day and he had this vision where he saw himself as a normal christian he said he was doing well in church he just comes to church and just goes just a regular normal christian so he went for a checkup and in the checkup he was told that he had a very he had a terminal disease and he had a few more months to live he said initially he was disturbed but literally when he remembered that he was going to go to heaven he became okay so on the day that he was going to die he said he laid on the bed his family came around him they exchanged pleasantries and then suddenly he died he came out of his body see when you die you come out of your body you usually see your mouth and you see your body there so when he came out of his body he was taken to heaven he said when he got to heaven oh beautiful place serene the lawns the mountains the rivers he said it was so beautiful and as he stood there admiring the thing he realized the things around he realized that he had been there for a while and nobody was minding him people were just going up and down their business and then suddenly he, he saw a certain lady coming towards towards him so the lady said to him that listen first he asked himself that has he come to this place unannounced and then he saw the lady come to to him and the lady said to him that your arrival here on in heaven has been announced to a certain section of heaven where you those that are dead where you used to live they are all in that particular section and they are all desiring to come and speak to you and i'm one of the few people that have been granted opportunity to speak to you the lady said to to him that i have a few questions to ask you he said i used to live in the area that you live in i had a, a young girl a little daughter she's my only daughter she's still alive and i want to find out how she is and not only that i want to find out whether you invited her to church william booth said he started shaking he said i know the girl said the girl is very stubborn everybody just leaves her that oh this girl is and the, the woman looked at him with pity he said listen don't you know that that is one of the main reasons why you live in that area and that's the main reason why you are also alive it's like you, what were you doing on earth you see you are wasting your time what were you doing going to church up and down and this is the main thing you are living in the area because of this girl and you never even spoke to her he said he felt like the ground should open for him to disappear so the lady looked at him with pity and said by the way where you are standing is not heaven it's just the outskirts of heaven and when the lord comes and speaks to you and finds you worthy then you allow you into the city he said then the lady went away then another gentleman came are you here yes. another gentleman came and the gentleman said listen i also used to live in your area he said i used to be there's a pub there's a drinking bar right next to you i used to be there all the time 
and by the grace of God, I got saved and then fortunately I just, he said I was sick and I think I got saved on the dying bed and I, get, I made it to heaven. He said, I want to find out whether by the way you have gone into the one bar, the drinking bar, to invite my friends to heaven. William Booth said, listen, I know that bar. Every time when I'm passing by, I curse them. That these are stupid people. Look at what they, they are drinking their lives away. He said, the man looked at him. He said, don't you know that that is the reason why you live in that area? The bar is there because you are supposed to witness to those people to make it to heaven. He said, he realized that he has wasted his life. He kept on praying that if only he would be given an opportunity to be a missionary on some island where he would just even eat mice so that he could fulfill his calling. He would prefer it. So the man left and then finally was there. And Jesus and the patriarchs, Abraham, Moses, and all the others came in an entourage, came and they surrounded him. He said his eyes met with Jesus' eyes. He said they were not... was not angry with him and he was not pleased with him and he said that the Lord said to him that even if we allow you into the city you have nothing in common with us with the people there we have nothing in common with us yes so he asked him that if I give you another chance would you live for others or you still live for yourself William Booth said listen I'll live for others I will live my life for others and for you. And then he came out of the dream. Listen to me, and gentlemen. Listen. You need to make it to the new Jerusalem. Otherwise, you go to the outer darkness. You gnash your teeth. You cry out. It's all in the Bible. It's all in the Bible. Usually in the Bible, the Bible describes the new Jerusalem as the kingdom of heaven. So if you read two things in the Bible, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, entrance into the kingdom of God is to be born again. But entrance into the kingdom of heaven is your works. You need to work for the Lord. You need to live for the Lord. You need to suffer for God. Yes, you need to suffer for Him. The Bible says that if you suffer for Him, then you can reign with Him. These days, nobody wants to suffer for the Lord. But begin to think again. If you look in Romans chapter 8, it talks about those that will inherit the kingdom of heaven, the things in the kingdom of heaven. Inheritance is different from you living in a place. You can live in a place with not even one inheritance. Yes. You can live in a place with no one inheritance. For you to inherit things in heaven, you need to have suffered for him. You have sacrificed for him. That's what qualifies you for an inheritance in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot I can talk to you about. But I think this is enough. I can give you 50 things about heaven. I think this is enough.
Go and think about it. Pray about it. And believe God that you'll make it into the kingdom of God, of heaven. You'll make it into the new Jerusalem. Listen, this is one of the greatest churches you can ever be. It's a, a, a church that sets you to enter into that new Jerusalem. We force you to do the work of God. We force you to give up your life, give up things. You will not get it better than anything. On your dying bed, you'll be grateful to Dr. Nosh for pushing you and forcing you to do things against your wishes. Yes, you'll be very grateful that you came to a church like this. Listen to him and become a shepherd, become a pastor. God's dream when he created the world was to make it into a nation of priests. If you look in Exodus chapter 19, when the people disobeyed him, he called Israel, he picked up Israel, and then he said to Israel that, if you will obey me, I'll make you a peculiar treasure. And he said, I'll make you into a nation of priests. That everybody in the, 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 the nation will become priests. But they also disobeyed the Lord. So now he had to come and shed his blood to get a remnant that will fulfill his purpose. So he got Christians. So in 2 Peter 2 now, he says that we are a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. You cannot be in this church and not be a priest. You are missing the real purpose, the original purpose of God. Become a shepherd. Become a pastor. One day you'll be rejoicing and smiling. Clap your hands together and rise up onto your feet. I want you to close your eyes for a few minutes as you're ending the service. Ask yourself, do you think you qualify to enter into the new Jerusalem? Will you have a place there? Can you be among the patriarchs? When you are with them, what would you say? This is your chance, believe me. God is giving you another chance. Just like he gave William Booth a chance. This is your chance. Many of you have to give your life to God again. Surrender all to the Lord. And start fulfilling God's plan for your life. God's plan. Many of you are living in areas because of the people there. You think you came to America to just come and look for money and all that. No, 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 no. Give the people that are in your companies, your the place of work and the areas that you live in. You cannot keep quiet again. You cannot keep quiet. If you dare keep quiet, you'll regret it one day. Come out. The Lord is granting you grace this morning. Now listen. Do my wishes. And you'll be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Everybody just pray to the Lord. The Lord, I need a second chance. I need a second chance. Lord, help me. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I need a second chance. Open my eyes to see this. I want to live well. 
want to live well. I want to make it to heaven. I want to make it well to heaven. That you welcome me with open arms. Everybody pray, pray, pray. It's grace. This is grace that is being shown to you right now. Grace. 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 For this opportunity thank you lord for opening our eyes to these things lord thank you for a second chance that i pray let's take up everyone here step us up again the lord we will do your wishes we will be pleasing in your sight lord we will live our lives for you we'll be crucified with jesus christ and our lives will be hid in christ and we'll set our affections on things above and not on things on this earth. Lord, we pray. We know that it's only your grace that can help us. So we are asking for grace, Lord. Grace, 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 grace. Grace for every one of us here. Grace, Lord. Grace, Lord. Grace, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you that we will go. Thank you that we will speak. Thank you that we will not say that we will not keep quiet. Thank you that we will force people into your kingdom, into your church, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Now every eye close and every head bow. As I'm talking, you may not even understand it because you're not a Christian. You're not born again. Listen, your first step to make it into heaven is to be born again. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I want to pray for you. Listen to me. Jesus loves you. He knows the terrors of hell. That is why God sent him to this earth to die for you. There are many things that there are remedies. There are things that can be used to pay for the mistakes you've done. But for your sins, the lies you've told, the negative things you've done against God, the only thing that can pay for our sins is called the blood of God. That is why Jesus came to this end to die for our sins. Shed his blood on the cross. Went to hell so that you don't have to go to hell. Listen to me. All you need to do is to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. If you don't do that, you will have to go to hell you will have to pay for your sins in hell hell is not a simple place it's a place of terror where demons will molest you demons will ridicule you you will ask for drops of water you will not get it listen the sad thing is that you can go to hell this evening you don't need to go to hell you need to make it to hell Jesus is here right now stretching forth his hands to you and giving you an opportunity for you to make it to heaven. If you are here, you are not a Christian. You are not saved. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. Just your right hand. And I'll pray for you. Just your right hand. I'll pray for you. God bless you. Your right hand. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just your right hand. I'll pray for you. If you want me to pray for you. God bless you. If you've lifted up your hand, I 
want you to say this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus. Let's all say it together. Lord Jesus. Forgive me. Wash me in your blood. I confess that Jesus is Lord. And I believe that when Jesus died, he rose up again. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my God and be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. In your mighty name, I pray. And everybody will say, Amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. Say, Jesus! Say, Jesus! Amen. Please take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Are we taking communion? Alright. I want to pray for all those that have their tights. If you have your tights, you can come forward. Let's pray for you very quickly as we are ending. If you have your... We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.